cliffcentral.com. Uh, we've got uh, Dr. Hanan joining us in just a moment or two for It's Going to Be Okay. He's a renowned psychologist, head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg, and we speak to him every Monday because people need like the, 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 the head doctor on a Monday first thing. And we'll be talking to him, and you've got some questions for him as well, haven't you? Mm, we've got a couple mm. of questions, yes. All right, well, we'll get into that just now. Um, as long as, Ricky says, as long as this Neuralink doesn't end up and we buy it at a Pakistani store for 25% of the price. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're like, I, I can't afford the big Neuralink. I'm just going to go to the Pakistani store on the corner and rather rather get the cheaper one, you know, like the feature phone. Now we know where Ricky's getting the Christmas presents. Eh? <laughs> hey, listen, that is a, that's a secret that when you find one of those China malls, especially for, for the little kids in the family, hmm, you go there, you can find lots of cool stuff. I mean, it probably won't last more than two days after Christmas, but for that two days, they're going to have the best time ever. <laughs> All right, let's turn yeah, our attention. Let's turn our attention to Dr. Hanan. Hey, Doc, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. It's nice to see you. And um, Dumi's very excited to see you too. So uh, let's get straight into it. Dums, you have a private session with a psychologist, and we all get to we all get to be uh, eyewitness to this. So go ahead. What's uh, what's your what's your story? So my question is just with you know since the pandemic, we've all spent so much time with our spouses, and I was just curious: is there a nice way to ask your partner for space without sounding like they've done anything wrong? Like, is there a nice way of not starting tension in the relationship? but ask for space. Yes, for sure. So I'll give you um, a little bit of background. I always like to give context before I give advice because the moment you understand why you do the things that you do, you can replicate it. So if I tell you, do this, do that, without giving you context, then the next time something comes up, then you won't know what to do because you don't have the mechanics of why you're doing what you do. So every relationship works because we fulfill each other's needs. We call it need bidding. So we constantly are asking for our needs to be fulfilled. And our needs change all the time. So today I need water for my partner. Tomorrow I need food. The next day I need shelter. The next day I need oxygen. And the problem comes up is, one, when I don't communicate my needs uh, at all, and I expect my partner to guess what I need, and obviously they get it wrong. Or two, I speak in general terms. So um, a lot of mistakes are made in terms of communication where partners speak in generalities. So, for example, if my wife turns to me and says to me, Hanan, I need more love. My answer to my wife would be, well, no problem, but what does it mean? Because love to her is very different to love to me. And if I try to satisfy her need in terms of love, according to what I understand, I will naturally disappoint her. She will be resentful towards me, and I will resent her as well. If she says, Hanan, I need more affection. No problem, but what does it mean? I want to boil it down to specific behavioral things. I want it to be so specific that I want to, I want her to literally say, when you get home, the first thing you do is you come give me a hug, hold me for 30 seconds. Perfect. When you're specific, there's no room for misinterpretation or miscommunication. We understand each other. Now, the, the problem, again, is when I don't give my wife what she needs, I don't fulfill her need, then she resents me. Here's another interesting one to me. Whenever you get, so whenever you don't give someone what they need, they resent you. But here's an interesting one. 
The moment you give them what they don't need, they resent you too. So the moment you give them what they don't need, they resent you too. So I'll give you an analogy. Imagine you've just had a seven-course meal. You're stuffed and you can't think of food. Now, I now slave in the kitchen for seven hours making you the most incredible burger you've ever had, and I shove the burger down your throat. Naturally, you're going to resent me because I fed you with something that you did not need. Now, I'm going to resent you too because how come you don't appreciate me slaving in the kitchen for so long? Now, again, a relationship is based on healthy communication. So needing space in a relationship is completely appropriate, completely appropriate. Now, how much space you need in a relationship is negotiated in the relationship. Some people have the temperament that they need more space. They recharge literally on their own most of the time. Some people need less space. And we all need space. We all need to recover and get calibrated with our friends, with our families, with our work colleagues, with other people, not just our partners. That's why if you take two of the healthiest relationships and you put them in a room for too long, there's an explosion. Conflict starts to come up because you need to find your separation and you need to find your space and your comfort with other people too. So to answer your question is, should you be asking for space? Absolutely. But the way I want you to ask for space is one, obviously with kindness and respect, but two, be specific of what that means. Because you, if you turn to your partner and say, I need space, that is airy fairy nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. What does it mean? Does it mean that I mustn't see you today? Does it mean that I mustn't speak to you today? Does it mean that I mustn't speak to you for a week? Does it mean that I mustn't answer your call? Does it mean that I mustn't call you? So, and a lot of times, by the way, to me, that when we ask for things, we're not actually sure of what we're asking for. So when you ask your partner for space, you're like, I think I know what that means, but I'm not actually sure exactly. And if you don't know what that means, can you imagine what how confused your partner is? So before you actually ask for it, know exactly what you're looking for and ask for it in specific terms. And, you can, and that you can negotiate in the relationship. Sure. That's it's such a I'm I'm really fascinated. You sometimes bring up these things, Doc, and I think well, that seems so obvious, but why haven't I heard it before? Like this thing around if you yeah. get what you don't need, you can be resentful. You know, For sure. we often think, well, you know, if someone doesn't need something but you give it to them anyway, well, they'll be grateful and we'll just move on. They won't be as grateful as the thing they need. But actually, you're right, like they'll become resentful. Completely. Completely, because we're feeding them with something that they already have. If I give you, it's like we give our kids, you know, presents that they already have. We give them another a jersey or another, then they don't want it. And we're wondering why they're not as thankful as they should be. Uh -huh. Nobody should be thankful. Right. You should just be wise enough to be able to figure out exactly what the other person needs and a better one, communicate and figure it out in the conversation. No, that's handy. Do you mean do you do you do you know what you want when you want some space? I mean, are we are we getting into the specifics here? Because, for example, yeah. I I'm one of those people like Dr. Hanan says who who really I like to recharge on my own. I like a lot of space. I live on my own. When I want to see people, I'll invite them or I'll go and see them. Yeah, no, because you know when you live a life like ours where we are run by calendar. You know, we put everything in the calendar because there are three different kids with three individual needs. Then there's the household, then there's us. And I just feel like I need to unplug because I'm answerable to too many people. Mm -hmm. And then you have this person who needs you, needs you, needs you. And I'm going, I actually, I want a break. I want to break structure. 
because as long as I'm in our space, I have to live and color within the lines. So I want to be left alone to just breathe. Don't okay, so so let me ask you. So let me ask you. What is what does it mean? So let's say I'm your partner. Okay, so you say to me, I need space, and I say to yeah. you, okay, cool, no, no problem. But what does it mean? So it means for the next three days, don't schedule what I'm doing. Know that I'm just not available. I may be in the house, I may be out of the house, but I'm. Not, it's not going to be in the diary. You are not going to be okay. able to check what I'm doing at two p.m. I literally want to free fall for three days because. Okay. It, Living on a schedule, I it, I feel like I'm more tense now because I'm living on a schedule. And it just, I look, the schedule is important because then when you deviate, you can see you've deviated and you know where to go back. But sometimes I feel like, leave me alone. I want to just go, I'm going to go out. I might go, you know, to a spa. I might go painting, but I'm going to do it by myself. And it's not going to be in the calendar. I'm not going to specify what I'm doing. Because usually the problem and the tension comes with, but I didn't know that's what you're doing. I didn't know you're going to be partying at 10. You didn't put it in the diary. And I go, yeah, I didn't put it in the diary because this is an easy day. And I figured today I'm going to just live. I'm going to Zen live for a day. You know what I mean? Okay. So, okay. So, so I'm your partner, right? So I'm going to say to you, okay, so what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that for the next three days, I'm not going to check up on you. You can do whatever you want. You're not, you're not going to be accountable to me. I'm not going to phone you, see where you're doing, what you're doing, how you're doing. So there's Monday, but so it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. On Thursday, we return back to normal, and now we can be accountable to each other. Is that right? Yes. Yes, regular programming on Thursday. Lovely. Great. That's sure. communication. And by the way, the truth is that you have a partner, you have a partner that might say to you, can we negotiate that? So I know you want three days. Can we do two days as an example? Can we start rescheduling on Wednesday? And that's what a give or take in a relationship is. And you go, you know what? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Let's get back to rescheduling or, you know, normal, normal life on Wednesday. And that's what good communication is. But that's, that's excellent because now I know as your partner, I know exactly what you expect from me. It's not up for, for, you know, general interpretation. I know exactly. So until Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to leave you alone. You're not going to be accountable. We're not going to make contact. Where are you? What you're doing? How you doing? I'm going to let you, let you be. Thursday morning, we wake up and we restart life again. Right, right. Lovely. But, okay. So does it never become about them? Because my, my issue is that going, so in that three days, do we get a date night? And you're like, hmm. Because you understand I'm going, I want to go have fun. And I, I do, I think as a person, I worry about what the other person's thinking I'm saying about mm-hmm. them. So I also do worry about him hearing, I can't have fun with you. I'm going to go have fun by myself. Yeah, but, but, but the truth is uh, you have uh, hopefully a partner that's an adult and a mature communicator too. And he says, listen, these three days are not working for me. Can we negotiate that? Or you know what? Can we, can, can you, I'll let you be and I'll let you do. You're not accountable to me. But maybe in the evenings you can catch up with me and let me know what you're doing and where you are. Is that fair? So that during the day, you're on your own. You're doing your own thing. But in the evenings, catch up with me. Or you have a partner that says, I'm good to go. But listen, I'm also going to do my own thing. Then I'm not accountable to you either. So until Thursday, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to be with my life. I'm going to be with my friends. Please don't check in with me because I also want that break. So you negotiate that in the relationship, which is right or wrong. That's negotiated. Nice. Yeah. yeah um, Doc, we've got, to, we've got to talk at some point. I think we've got next week still and, and maybe even one more week after that where we've got to talk about these things that people are going to have to put up with now for the holidays. You know, uh, family I mean, there's a lot of stress and tension and anxiety and, and, and difficulty for people, especially 
the the, the big family gatherings, um, massive, massive pressure. And we've got to find a way to get through all of this. Yeah, for sure. Especially these times, you know, depression is through the roof. Anxiety is through the roof. Family dynamics, you put, as I said, too many people in a room. There's so many dynamics and so many needs and wants and likes and expectations. So conflict is naturally going to come up. And you've got to learn how to actually navigate these, these relationships to make sure that everybody kind of dances nicely around the table. It's, it's like an emotional blackmail holiday. Like, I, I, honestly, because I, I, I feel I've, I've had that internal conversation with myself of how, how, how often are you doing this because you think you have to? And how much do you really want to do this? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's a lot. For sure. But you know what, Tumi, I want to just highlight something quite interesting that you said, and I think it will help everybody, where so many times in a relationship, whether between partners or between family members, we feel incredibly guilty. We feel bad for the other person. So when we feel guilty, we actually don't speak up because we feel guilty for the other person or we feel that we might upset the other person, the other person might be offended on some level, or we're not satisfied, because we're literally raised from age zero to look after everybody else's needs. And being selfish has become like almost like a swear word. We just don't give ourselves permission to look after our needs. I want you to take guilt out of the picture and act as if you are dealing with another mature communicator and let them speak up in terms of what they need. But you look after your needs, you speak your needs, you let them look after their needs, you let them speak their needs, and you negotiate that in maturely in a relationship. To make a relationship work, there has to be communication, compromise, and maturity. And if you're able to communicate, you're able to compromise, and you do so with kindness and maturity, you two people can get creative enough and always come up with a solution that works for everybody. I always tell couples, you want to leave a conversation with a balloon each. If the one partner leaves with two balloons and you, the other partner leaves with nothing, resentment is going to build. So yeah, the other partner wins, but the relationship loses. You want to leave a conversation, a communication with two balloons each. If you've given something, but you've gained something from the conversation. I always tell partners, look after your needs and let the other person look after their needs. Communicate, make sure that you leave with something. Beautiful. All right, well, that is the best way to end uh, this, this little session for this morning. But we'll catch up again, Dr. Hanan, next week. And uh, Dumi and I will carry on hopefully entertaining you, keeping you busy, keeping you informed, and all the rest of it in the next hour.